Welcome back to the On This Day podcast. It's your host, Alex, and today we're talking college football. Now, if you've ever been around a college football fan, you've probably heard the question, could the best college football team beat the worst NFL team? If you're a fan of the best team in college football, you're probably trying to make an argument about why they could totally beat the worst NFL team. But most experts and fans agree, it's just not happening. There's no way a group of scrawny 18-year-olds could ever beat the elite athletes that play in the NFL. So there's really no point in having a college football versus NFL game. We know the results. It'd be a massacre. But it wasn't always this way. Back in the 1930s when the NFL was just starting up, this type of game was actually played every single year. A group of nationally selected college football seniors would go on to face the defending NFL champions. That's right, the champions. They weren't playing the worst team. They were playing the best of the best. But funnily enough, college football was a way bigger deal than the NFL was back then. In fact, while pro football players were treated like nothing more than traveling mercenaries, college football players were actually seen as the nation's stars. Nevertheless, this preseason game between the college all-stars and the NFL team was a huge deal. So much so that it wasn't uncommon to see crowds of 100,000 fans. That's right, 100,000. To put that in perspective, the NFL's all-time preseason attendance record is 90,000 fans, a whole 10,000 less than what occurred back in the day. So yeah, this game was pretty important. And although many fans came out to support the college team, the NFL consistently dominated, winning 31 out of the 42 total matches. And on this day in 1941, 100,000 fans packed Soldier Field, wondering if that would be the case today. After all, the college all-star team this year was packed with talent, featuring stars like Michigan's Tom Harmon and UCLA's Jackie Robinson. But then again, the Chicago Bears were the NFL's reigning champion and had Hall of Fame quarterback Sid Luckman leading the team. So what happened? Which team would pull off the win? Surprise, surprise, the Chicago Bears ended up crushing the college All-Stars, 37-13. Woo. Unsurprisingly, the Chicago Bears beat the college All-Stars again the very next year, shutting them out 21-0. But the college All-Stars soon got their revenge, beating the Washington Redskins 27-7 in 1943. The Chicago College All-Star game would continue until 1976, until the game was officially canceled by the league. Coaches just weren't willing to put their high draft picks in a meaningless preseason game, and rising insurance costs ensured that the game would stay dead. So in 1977, the game was officially called off, ending the storied 42-year tradition of the Chicago College All-Star Game. Although the game was now officially defunct, fans will always remember the thrill of the game, and remember how it helped Americans pull through a world war and the Great Depression. So on this day in 1941, the Chicago Bears crushed the college all-stars while giving war-torn America something to root for. So that's what happened on this day. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed that, download, write a comment, send me some money. I won't complain. Um, do all that fun podcast stuff. I really thank you guys for listening, for your support, and I hope to see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.